we starting the pod off a little differently this guy this time, guys. So bear with me. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Entangled Thoughts Podcast. I am your host, Poetic Justice, here as humbly as I can. And this is the podcast where there ain't no hoes, but uh, we do think out loud. I just want y'all to know, you, I love you. You are loved. Now have a good day of work at school, sweetie. And in the meantime, let's jam out to some. Let's jam out to some morning vibes. Kyle, come on, take us in. I still dream about you and me. So much rain. And then he started. Tomorrow's I guess. A lot of people don't fuck with Kyle. I fuck with the boy like that. Hold up. Turn it up. Our days have so many clouds. It's really such a shame. Love you. But lost in I don't know how. It never got this way. This way. Let's get back to where the sun is. Oh no. Oh no! <laughs> I fucked it up. I fucked it up, gang. Tomorrow's hard to see. All right, hold on. I ain't gonna mess with it. I ain't gonna mess with it. You gotta bear with it. Our days have so many clouds. It's really such a shame. Love you. But lost in I don't know how. It never got this way. This way, let's get back to where the sun is. Let's get back to where the sun is. Summer day, uh, 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 sky is turning gray. I know you, I see you going to work this morning. You, your energy is shining. You better get that bag. I know y'all feeling it. I know y'all feeling it. Sing it with me this song. Let's get back to where the sun is. Let's get back to where the sun is. Let's get back to where the sun is. One more time. Let's get back to where the sun is. Love you. Wasn't that nice and wholesome? 
it gave you energy, it gave you vibes for this morning. So if you're on your work, if you're on your way to work or school, I hope you have a fantastic fucking day because you fucking deserve it. Get that bag, get that education. Y'all already know. If you're listening to this on the streaming platforms, go ahead, give us a full five star rate and review what that does. It helps us move up in the algorithm, helps us get discovered by more podcast listeners that may have never heard of the Entangled Thoughts before. Go ahead, do that. That's a great way for you to support our podcast. Another great way for you to support our podcast is. Guys, let me tell you about a place, okay? A place that's free of judgment. A place that's free of scrutiny. Join the Patreon, guys. For just a dollar a month, you get access to about 31 different bonus podcasts. And on these bonus podcasts, well, we speak free of the lip without reservation or regard for what's or what's to come on the streaming platforms because there's a lot of stuff we can't do I and mean, there's a lot of stuff we can't say but here we have the liberty to do what we please so go ahead do that for us guys it's a great way for you to support our podcast uh and last but certainly not least shout out to today's sponsor the anchor app if you don't know about anchor anchor is the best way for you to broadcast your podcast more on that later how are you doing today guys are you having a lovely extravagant day how was your morning tell me tell me how's your morning been boo Mm. Mm. a word well currently it's 2 o'clock 2.30 at night Uh, why am I up I don't know. That's a that's a very, very um, astute question. I have energy. I'm just I'm just you know what you know what I'm up. I'll explain why. I've been working this past week uh, from practically sun up to sun sundown, from from open to close, from eyelid to eyelid. It's my first day off. I'm like I I had like a little business to take care of this morning, and after that, I came home. I came home, caught the eye, just slumped out, and now I'm up. It's two thirty in the morning, and I got energy enough. I got enough energy to fucking kill a god. That's that's how I'm feeling at this point in time in my life. Um, so that's going great. What else happening? Oh, also announcements church announcements this is the first day of the 14 days of pod so you know we're gonna have to come nitty-gritty with the with the we're gonna have to come nitty-gritty with the witty flows and you see you see what i did there i don't know i'm trying too hard that's what i am i'm trying too hard it's it's giving it's giving trying to be the center of attention but it's all right i'm i'm just i'm here i'm here i guess the, the hardest part about podcasting the hardest part is pushing past the um the laziness for me because that's 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 really what it is because I'll come home I'm like yo I know I should pod but I'd be tired I'd be tired again so for the for those of you who probably been missing out let me explain what's going on currently right now we're on our first day of the 14 days of pod for 14 consecutive days i'm pumping out episodes i'm giving y'all this grade a content however comma after this 14 days of pod ends 
we will now be switching to podcasts once a week because that that's what work that's what works best for my schedule. So y'all will continually y'all will be continually to get podcasts, but just instead of twice a week, just once a week. So bear with the boy. This is this is like my last just effort to bump up numbers and like you know like got, got sometimes you got to do it sometimes you just got to do it um see this is the point in the night that like the point like I like to call my friends see what my friends are doing see how their life is living let's see if we, nah none of my friends are awake my friends are lame y'all got to keep that in mind i have lame friends they not outside they not inside they just they just life be lifing with them and that's okay, because we all young adults, and that's perfectly fucking fine. So, um, here's something that, it didn't make me mad, but, like, it made me proud, but, like, it, I'm a hater. Let's get that out the way. Deep down inside, in the very core of my being, I am a hater, but sometimes my hate can come from love. Did that make sense? It made sense to me. That's all I need to get out. So, Y'all remember last episode? I think it was last episode. Don't quote me on it. But I was talking about my friend named Mike. You know, with the we was at the IHOP. He was munching on the pancakes, all that. I saw my friend today. I don't know if this was divine intervention. If this was God Himself trying to trying to teach me a lesson vicariously through my ego. But whatever. Wherever it was, homeboy called me up. He was like, "Hey, bro, what you doing?" Mm. I know this type of energy. I ain't doing nothing right now. What's going on? What's happening? What's popping on a Monday night? He responds, "Not that much, bro. However, comma, I got this. I need some help setting up some stuff in my house. Do you mind helping me out? Say less, bro. You ain't gotta say nothing but a word. I got you." Straight over to his crib. Get over there. First of all, on the way driving into his neighborhood, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. This is the same neighborhood he used to live in. So I'm thinking I'm going to the same house. Definitely was not the same house. Pulled up on the spot. My my man's got him a new, new, whole new house. Bought it by himself. As a 23 to 24-year-old Male adult, I am proud of my boy. I am proud of him because he got a house. He got a not a nice one, backyard, the whole shebang. And he even renovated it a little bit to make it look more, more modern, more custom. Did it all by himself. Words cannot describe the pure euphoria. Of accomplishment that I felt for my boy. Because he was doing it. My man is out here living life. How you supposed to be living? He, Mike is younger than me. He's like 22. Let's say let's say he's 22. I might be wrong. He might be t- turning 29. He's definitely like 23. I'm going to say he's 22. For the sake of the story. I'm going to just say he's 22. 22 year old black male. On his first house. I'm immeasurably proud of him. Like, 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 
it kind of make my bussy wet just a little bit. I y'all know I gotta throw a bussy joke in there. Like like blame Dom Sharp. That's why Lamborghini legs. Ah. <laughs> Like, like the term "bussy" has been effectively meshed into my vocabulary because of watching Dom Sharp. Like, before, before, like critically analyzing, listen to this "Why You Shit" podcast. The word "bussy" or Lamborghini legs was nowhere within my vocabulary, but after consuming multiple hours of content through. From him, from him, it's now steadily ingrained. It's like one of my favorite words to say. Like, I am pretty sure the next time I go to try some stand-up, I'm just throwing that word out. I'm just like, I. that's going to be my opening set. Like, you know, I'm going to walk out on stage. I can, I can see it now. It's going to be that awkward silence that some, some comedians have when they first walk out. They look at the crowd. Switch camera angles, look back at the crowd, and just say it. Sometimes I like to get my bussy ate. Whoa, whoa. And the word itself, the word, the word in itself causes confusion. Because a lot of people don't know what the bussy is. For those of y'all who don't know, your bussy is your butt pussy. Saying that out loud is even wilder. Like, yo. (laughs) Why am I talking about bussies at 3 o'clock in the morning? I'm talking to myself in a room by myself. Again, if this does not scream that I need mental help, I don't know what does. My Nana died, okay? Men don't go to therapy. We start podcasts. One day, all these jokes are going to come up to me. I felt bad. I had a little bit buyer's remorse earlier this week. So, like, a couple episodes ago, you know, I I talked about how I went on this date. And before the date, you know, I was was sitting there contemplating contemplating with myself in the rain because it was raining. I'm a, like, I almost had an usher moment, but that's not important. I was thinking to myself, like, you know what? I don't really stay in touch with my family. So I just started calling my family randomly. Like, hey, how you doing? How, what's your life like? Go, okay, great, good, bye. Called everybody. Called my mom, called my first cousins, called my sister, called my brother. Called everybody. Called my grandmother. And my grandmother, she, she old. She's very well into her 70s. And I was like, hey, Granny, how you doing? And she's like, okay, good. How you been? The, the whole chops. The whole chops. And then my grandmother, my, I, got one, I got one of them grandmamas. You know, it was like she raised in church, very old school, sweet lady. She, she be making, my grandma make the fucking best green beans on the face of this fucking earth there is nobody who can throw down harder than my grandmother and i i might kill myself with the day she (laughs) 
That's wild. I can't be saying that on the internet. I can't be saying that. <laughs> anyway. So. Talking to my grandma. And then she hit me with it. Because when I was, I don't know if this is like a stereotype, at least in the Christian community, but like I've always heard it from like my grandmother and like the elderly people in my family. And like, like if I date a woman, the, the first thing they ask off rip, oh, is she Christian? <sighs> That's tough. That's tough. That's a tough question. Now, now I got to conflict with myself morally because on one hand, do I love God? Most definitely. I feel like he's the alpha and the omega. He is the beginning and the end. He is both the light and the darkness, as they would say in church. But at the same time, I do like promiscuous women. And that kind of conflicts with the views of the Bible. So, me, we, we got ourselves a little kawiki dick. So, obviously, Grandma was like, you know, it's been months and Sundays since we, since we seen you at church. Where you gonna come in? Where can I see you? We, we need somebody on our, on our uh, praise and worship team. And I'm looking like Granny, yo, yo, <laughs> you asking a little bit much. But then I started conflicting about it because, like, it, it has been months and Sundays since I've been to church, and I do, I do believe there is a, spe- a certain spiritual benefit when you go to a good church, a church that's not solely driven by. Um, the pockets of others and that is truly there for the message and help other people deepen their understanding in their relationship with their with God. So I'm so I'm not talking about like the church of Joel Olstein or stump something like that nigga's a devil. That nigga is a devil. Let me talk let's talk about it. Let's talk about Joel Olstein. If you don't know who Joel Olstein is, he is a Houston pastor. I don't know how long he's been in the city of Houston, but he's been he's been here enough to have a fucking mega church, right? Let's rewind the clock back to uh back to fucking quarantine. Y'all remember not even Shit, I fucked it. I fucked that up. Not even quarantine. Let's rewind the clock back to Hurricane Harvey. Hurricane Harvey was a truly devastation that wreaked havoc on the city of Houston. A good majority of like the um of everything in Houston was literally underwater. Like I wish I still had pictures of like, of like you would like local streets and businesses. Everything was fucking submerged, and that was crazy. People was living on their on the roof of their houses, trying to get rescued. It was crazy. And one like obviously a lot of these places that weren't as badly affected, they opened up their doors, let people in, and it was a time for us as a city to come together and camaraderie. 
this nigga Joel Osteen said, nope, not today. Closed his doors for his church, not allowing a single person to come in for shelter. Meanwhile, him and his family stayed shacked up. Hella food, hella water. They were good. They didn't need help. The Lord had got them. Now, as a Christian man, that's a little fucked up. Because doesn't doesn't the Bible says, love thy neighbor, help thy friend? That's some demon ass shit. But also, I think with like I think it go this kind of goes for any religion. When a religion is as strong as as Christianity, anytime somebody goes outside that lane and like acts in a way or portrays himself in a way that's not aligning to those beliefs, we automatically scrutinize them. And again, because like again, they're human. Uh, they make mistakes. Humans are meant to be flawed. Because only God is perfect, which uh, this that's a philosophy for that I feel like. Do we want to talk about it? I don't like to get political or religious on, on this pod, but like, fuck it, fuck it. We hear gang, we hear gango. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I don't think God may be perfect. Because okay, first of all, let's 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 throw all this back. I think God is a God. He is a God. He's not the God. He's a God. Because it brings up the conundrum, the the uh the chicken and the egg. If God is the Alpha and Omega, where did he come from? What birthed him? What what created him? And assuming that the thing or the entity or whatever created this uh, godly being that could amass universes, bring life into this world, and actually create this, if this being was able to bring our creator to the forefront of our universe, what beyond him exists? It might be. It might go deeper. There's another theory that I I like. I heard it in a. I heard it on an album one time. I actually. I'm gonna get nerdy. Fuck it. We here, boy. I'm gonna get nerdy. I'm gonna find this hoe. So I heard this theory. On this album, and like I'm, I'm a, I'm an avid mu- music listener, so I, I be peeping shit. So I think this was either the first song or the last song of this album. If you don't, if th- it's a Logic album, I'm gonna just say that because I don't remember the name, don't remember any of it, but I do remember it's a Logic album. And at the very, either at the very beginning or the very end of the album, it has like a little, like a little skit called the waiting room where this guy he goes in the waiting room and he begins to start speaking to God and dude starts asking him like hey yo bro like why do, like he start asking him all the questions like that so most people would assume you would ask God if you had the chance to meet him like hey yo bro why the fuck you didn't help us out in slavery 
Like, like that type of shit. Like, like, and like, whatever. So then God tells him like that. He tells this person that's in the waiting room that he's every person that that has ever existed and that will ever exist. That he's every person at the beginning and end of all time of humanity, and all of this. Him going through all these experiences as all these different people is a way for him to uh, grow and mature as a superior being for him to become the next God. I like that theory. I think we all at the at the deep root of everything that I think we all interconnected. We all share uh, a spiritual uh, some form of a spiritual link with each other. Um. But then, but then that brings into question. So that if you if you are everything and everything is you, you're 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 the greatest good and the greatest evil that anybody could ever be. You are Gandhi, but you're also Hitler. Again, it's an interesting concept. But yeah. I done went on a like a ten minute tangent talking about God. I don't know how to feel about that. We'll see. We will see. If y'all have any interesting thoughts about it, let me know, and we'll have an open dis- like join, hop in our Discord. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it because that's an interesting. That's an interesting conundrum. I might put that in the Discord this morning. All right. You know, life's full of tales and stories, but it's those stories with define our character. I don't got a name for this story, but like, just know that I fucked up. Let's rewind the clock back to 2020. It's height of quarantine. I'm doing my thing. I'm living by myself. I have a nice apartment. I can afford things. I'm out here living life and life would be living. During quarantine, I was juggling multiple girls. I think I think in a rotation, like in a month, I was juggling three different girls at a time and it kind of just switched out monthly. But there was one girl, one thing that I kept in rotation all times. She was the number one she was the number one pick on my roster. I'm gonna call her Lisa. Her name was Lisa. And as you probably guessed, me and Lisa made out of met on a dating gap. I can't remember our first date, but assuming that it was quarantine we we probably kicked it at my house and I did some uh, spontaneous shit. Whatever. Whatever the vibes is. So me and Lisa have been fucking with each other for about a month at this point in time. And I'm like, okay, okay, baby. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to like get to know you. And I love it. Like full full on disclosure. Full on disclosure. I love it when a woman cooks for me. Like she makes something, and it's especially for me that make me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Like she did, she did. 
She took time out of her day to be a good woman to me. That's some king shit. I love it. Like, I will suck your toes if you cook me a meal. It don't take that much to make me happy. I am a dog. I love it. I love that shit. So, the plan was for me to go over to her place, chill, watch a movie, and we was going to do some light cooking. Now, the uh, the the plate that we were supposed to be cooking up was, uh, what was it called? It's everybody, every basic bitch makes this plate. Oh, chicken Alfredo. Chicken Alfredo. We were supposed to be cooking up some chicken Alfredo. So I'm like, okay, you know, I'm, whatever. I'm with it. I'm with it. Get to the... Um, It's her house. Park, come in, and we, you know, we started laying up. She's like, she already had the noodles boiling up, and she now, now just add the sauce. So we cuddling, we making now, and I'm petting with her doggies, Bob's, Bob's. I tell you. So then, grab the remote. I put on. Netflix, I'm pretty sure we watch it too hot to handle. <laughs> Which, by the way, again, I will say, given a bunch of 20-something-year-olds alcohol and putting them into a house is the best source of content you can ever come up with. It's fucking genius and so simplistic. Like, you don't even have to do nothing. You don't have to force any plots or anything like that. You just got to wait. Wait for drama to ensue. But anyway. So put on two out to handle. And like, you know, Bob's is still going. I'm a dumbass nigga. I have no problem admitting that. I am a dumbass nigga. I do dumb things sometimes. Without regard or the mental registered thought that I'm doing them. Okay. Okay. Y'all got that? Let's proceed. She turns over her uh, her side of the couch to do something on her phone. And while she's busy, on instinct, I go in my pocket. I reach for my phone. Open said phone and immediately go to Tinder. And I tell you, I just start going to town. Swipe, 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 left, right. She looks over. <laughs> Why am I telling this? <laughs> I'm a nasty man, bro. I am a nasty man. She looks over. To see me catch a glimpse of me on Tinder. And she gave me the smoke, nigga. She gave me the fucking smoke. The worst part about this. The worst part. 
I genuinely didn't even realize what the fuck I was doing until she said something. She looked over, and I looked, like, at my peripherals, I looked back at her, came back to reality for .3 seconds, realized what my phone was on, and was like, oh, shit. Put that hole away real quick. But obviously, it was too late. She didn't already see me on what's to call it. <laughs> the worst part, I tried to play it off. My dumbass tried to play it off like I was not just swiping on Tinder while I'm on a date with you. That's some nasty business. I go. <laughs> I go. <laughs> I'm a nasty man. <laughs> That's why did I do this too. And bro, she bring it up every time we hang out. And like, like, damn, bro. I know I'm a nasty man, but you don't gotta keep bringing up my shame. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to get one. I had to drink some water because I was I was mad thirsty. So back to the story. And then she, I, I literally, I told her, I looked her dead ass in the face and told her, this is not what it looks like. Obviously, she gives the correct response. So it's not you just swiping on Tinder? Okay, it's exactly what it looks like, but I, I, I didn't mean it. It was unconscious. It, and bro kicked me out of her house kicked me out as she fucking shit of honestly I'm surprised she didn't run the hands with me I'm very surprised like I'm very surprised she didn't cut me off after that too cause that was some ain't shit nigga shit that I did that was that was a slimy maneuver as we say that was a slimy maneuver left on the drive back home I feel bad. Why'd I do that? Again, it was unconscious. Like, it happened. It, I didn't even think about that I was doing it until she looked over. Again, let me reiterate I'm a nasty man. The moral of the story is ladies, don't settle for ain't shit. If you are engaging with a male and he does something in his character that you don't agree with, lead that nigga. He is he is for the screeps. He don't deserve you. He doesn't deserve your time, your effort, your energy. Now again, is like a, this state becomes like a, with like a double edged sword because I do believe niggas fuck up. I'm the greatest fuck up out of of all time. I do believe you got to take it with a grain of salt uh, and analyze the person of who he is, weigh the character of his being, and figure out do you do you want to continue fucking with this nigga? And that's that's what you that's the decision you have to make at the end of the day. All right, let's get it bracket. From one asshole to another. Am I the asshole for threatening to call the police on my girlfriend's sister? 
my girlfriend, Amanda, and I have been together for four years, but I've known her for much longer. Amanda has two beautiful twin boys, both five years old, from a previous relationship. Although they are not biologically mine, I love and adore my boys with all my heart. They are the best thing in my life, and I'm lucky to be their father. As long as I've known Amanda, I've known that she is very distant with her family. She doesn't speak to them or she doesn't speak to or about them. And if she does mention them, it's to complain about how horrible they are. Her older sister, Sandy, is a bit sensitive topic for her. Growing up, Amanda was always compared to Sandy, which fostered a very unhealthy relationship between them. Sandy grew up very spoiled, perfect, and loved while Amanda rejected was rejected from her own family. To this day, Sandy still believes that she is the better sister, and they do not talk. Damn, this hoe is thick. Sandy introduced Amanda to her ex-boyfriend, Mike, and baby father many years ago. I won't elaborate on the specifics, but Amanda's ex-boyfriend is a total piece of crap. He treated Amanda terribly and is very hot-tempered, aggressive, and easily provoked. Sandy, despite them not being together for years and Amanda having full custody of her children believes that their ex-boyfriend is the perfect man to keep Amanda in check. At 8 a.m., Sandy and Mike showed up at her house completely unannounced. Not only was I surprised to see them, I was surprised at how they were found out where I was lived considering that I have never told them before. Sandy said that she came to visit Amanda and her nephews. They claimed that they wanted to celebrate Amanda's birthday, which was in late September, the whole situation was extremely confusing and slightly disorientating. Disorientating. There we go. I had no words. I didn't feel comfortable letting them in, especially when Amanda wasn't home, so I refused and I told them to come back later. When I first refused, they grew very agitated. They started to raise their voices and insist that they want to see Amanda or at least allow them to see my kids. I kept saying no, so I got upset and I slammed the door told them to leave. I assumed that they would leave after five minutes and I could see them still waiting in the front garden through the window. I told them they leave or I would call the police. They quickly left. Amanda told me that she's been receiving messages and random numbers calling her a horrible names and having a soft boyfriend. It's clearly from Sandy and Mike since she blocked them but the messages are pretty mean to hear. I I was talking to a friend about this whole situation. They told me I shouldn't meddle in Amanda's family affairs. I don't want to be the reason that Amanda is being harassed. Am I the asshole? Okay. So, bro, it's clear to, it's clear to say, at least for me, that you and Shorty been messing with each other for a while. Y'all, y'all, y'all been messing with each other to the point that you even call her kids your boys, even though you're not the biological father. Okay, great. Not only that, but y'all all staying in the same house. I know, guys, that if that same situation would have happened, baby daddy and uh, what's it call it, pulled up to the house on the on that same bullshit, they would have got, they would have left with. <laughs> Entry room, the entry wound would have looked like a pain. The exit wound would have looked like a frisbee. They would have blown a hole in a fucking chest. Because why are you coming to my house unannounced on some bullshit at 8 o'clock in the morning? You're wanting to start shit. So that now, now, if anything happens, 
I got I got the kids at risk. I got my girlfriend at risk. And it's a overall just a bad situation. Am I going to put them through that? No. For standing your ground and kicking them out, I don't think you're the asshole. Uh, if anything, anything, they're definitely the, they are definitely the asshole because first of all, why are you antagonizing somebody's wife slash kids, and not only that, but their husband as well, their boyfriend slash husband as well? You want trouble, you need trouble in your life. I'm not gonna be the one to give it to you. And that's just where I stand on it. So, sir, in regards to your situation, you are not the asshole. Quarter turned. All right, let's get into some topics. On an unparalleled scale, every day, I get reminded that I'm getting older. I'm only 23, turning 24. Fairly young. I was at work the other day, and one of my coworkers pulled up a blast from the past, right? He pulled out his kick. The kick days used to go crazy, right? For for my Gen Zers out there, y'all can't tell me kick didn't go crazy. That's back when you had when we 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 was barely getting smartphones back then, and then you got you you my 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 shit used to be if I had a girl that I liked. If it was at school or or somebody on like IG, I sent them. I sent them my kick, and like the text, the text messages going back and forth on kick used to be going crazy. That was a time that can never be reclaimed. Never. I looked at this like this my my coworkers kick. Now they got ads, hella fucking bots on there. Now granted, granted, when we were on kick, there were still bots, but like I'm talking about like eighty percent of this motherfucking messages was like like fucking bots messaging him. And I'm like, I mean, we would have like a stiff twenty back in the day. Like a stiff twenty percent, but it just it just like it was like a time you had to be there type shit like the 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 manner of, like i think talking on kick and like niggas are like on uvu and shit is like how like you first like learn how to engage with the internet as a young adult or a young child i guess adolescent yeah, as an adolescent. Yeah, there we go. That's the word. As an adolescent, that's your first that was our first engagement into getting to social media and bullshit and then like you <laughs> I used to think girls were this is how you pick out the good girls from the bad or at least how I used to if you if I was on a shorty's uh IG page and she had her kick in her bio oh no she had thought that's a thoughty right there 
I want that. I need that. <laughs> uh, kick days used to go crazy, boy. Whoa, hold it there. Let's take a quick break to pay some bills. This episode is proudly sponsored by the patrons on Patreon. Join our Patreon, guys, and get access to hours of unreleased bonus content. We have our $1 tier, a.k.a. the kingdom of our Patreon. And the reason why we do this, it gives you access to our main podcast shoutouts and bonus podcasts. Not only that, you also get access to our Discord server. And then we also have our $5 tier where you get all the above and plus access to ask us questions via our Discord. And last but certainly not least, we have our $10 tier which gives you access to weekly vlogs and exclusive VIP access to any future events that we will be holding. So join our Patreon today, guys, and support us and the podcast. Guys, let me talk to you real quick. Do you remember as a child, and when I say child, I mean probably between the ages of like four and like barely touching like second or third grade, however old you are during that time period, right? You remember how you pissed? Because I, I like, I was just, I was recalled. I was, uh, somebody made me recall when I was younger, I would go to the bathroom. I'm talking about pants and like drawers going all the way down to the legs and standing up and taking a piss. Now thinking that's some nasty work. Who allowed us to do that? Because I know, I know a hundred percent I was not the only one who did it. I know that for a fucking fact. I know there's some sick motherfuckers out there who also pull their pants all the way down just to take a piss. Y'all not slick. No pedo. Let's call that right now. No pedo. I'm thinking about it. In today's world slash society, that's some... You're asking to get molested. Whoa, whoa, wild statement. I'm sorry. I am so sorry, but like, listen to the idea, not the words. There are a lot of sick motherfuckers out here. A lot, copious. Like even in even in Houston right now, we got that whole epidemic about like paper towels being left. Be, yeah, I, oh, I said oh, being leave. Leave is not a word. Oh my god, English. English miles, but paper towels being left on uh women's um car doors and on their the top of their the top of their cars and they're filled with poison so like they can they can the poison absorbs in their skin and they can knock out. That's some dangerous ass shit, and that's an easy way for motherfuckers to get you snatched up. And that's just the women who knows what type of tactics these pedophiles are employing in order to get the little boys because ice creams <laughs> want me to buy you an ice cream that shit don't work anymore why the fuck would you why what the fuck am i gonna do with an ice cream i don't want that shit they probably you know what they're probably doing they're probably luring these children with some Fortnite v bucks 
<laughs> that sounds crazy. Hey, hey there. Hey there, buddy. How you doing today? Um, who are you? I'm just a little friend from the down the street. I I just wanna let you know, like, I got some V Bucks. You got V Bucks? How many? Mom, I'm going to go get some Fortnite V-Bucks. Come, never comes back and gets molested. And that is the peak of his childhood because everything else is going to go straight the fuck downhill. What did he say? Hey. Oh. I'm a menace to society. I'm a menace. That, that, was, my, that was my menace thought. Of the day. Oh my God, that's that's some nasty work. That is some nasty work. The other day I was watching some porn, as as one does, just casually. I was watching some porn, and on my feed came up this midget popped up. This midget popped up on my feed, and he had a regular size girlfriend. And in my mind. My mind starts going to a spiral because I'm thinking, how the fuck does this? How the fuck does this work? How, ladies, I love y'all. I I love all all walks of life of y'all, but let's not act that y'all. Let's not act like y'all aren't um very judgmental. Yeah. Most women would judge a man based on his height. I'm talking about if you're not six feet and above, you you can, you're not tall enough to ride this ride. You better you better stick with the little kitty. The kitty slides over there because you're not tall enough to ride this. Respectfully, respectfully, ladies, don't act like it's not true. Actually, before we go into that, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that because a lot of I, something I've just noticed inside the dating market. A lot of women want guys that's over six feet tall, but none of the guys that they've dated have been over six feet. So now they put this uh, this um top top one percent standard on a lot of men in the world. And then they surprise that they can't get a man's. Bitch, you got to lower your fucking... I've said it before. You got to lower your fucking standards. You are not holier than thou. Anyway, back to the topic. So, regular size girlfriend. First thing, first thing, I'm looking at the girlfriend. Because I'm in my, my mind is going, yo, are you okay? Like mentally, people like you exist in the world because that's mind boggling to me. She's a normal human being that's okay dating a man that's significantly shorter than her. Because assuming that he's like a solid three feet, she is like at least five foot five. This is about that five foot three to five foot five, which is the average height of a woman. She is at least that, and she's okay going out in public with him, conversating. This woman is Saint Maria herself reincarnated because the the 
the social backlash that she might face and that is a woman that might be holier than thou. Be- and then I start thinking about the guy, his perspective. On on God, on God, he most definitely in his community, he the shit. Nobody is like, damn, bro, you pulled a regular bitch. Could never be me. Could never be me. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I got me a tall. I got me a regular one. I ain't fucking with these midget bitches no more. I got me a regular size bitch. Fun. T- <laughs> Fuck these fun size whores. We we going to the promised land. <laughs> and then the third thing. What's the sex like? Because vertically, or I guess I guess technically horizontally, when when y'all laying down, y'all still not the same size. So my man is over here hitting suplexes and doing maneuvers in the bedroom. He doing a whole three sixty while still inside her because like he's small, he can maneuver right there. Like I'm just I'm just imagining she laying down on the bed. They doing a solid sixty nine, and my man. He getting his pussy eight. He do it like, like you ever seen a fucking uh, wrestling match when they sprawl around the target when they got him on the ground. He doing that shit and it look fly as fuck because he's so small. He got he got all that maneuverability. Is that just me? Is that just me that's thinking about that or like am I am I tripping? I'm tripping. Okay. Okay. So, so me and this, me and this, uh, I have this friend, right? Me and her, we talk back and forth. LOL. Talk, text going crazy. And sometimes I'll hit her up to do things. Hey, so-and-so, let's go get lunch. All right, bet. Like, hey, I'm in your neighborhood. Let's swing by. I kind of want to see Lord Thor Love and Thunder. Don't want to go by myself. What's the vibes? Type shit. Type shit. So, I come in. I said I come in. I lost my entire train of thought in .3 seconds. So, anyway, the text is going back and forth. But sometimes when she texts me back, she'll respond with, mm I'll let you know. Fellas. Fellas, fellas, fellas. If a girl responds, if I text you, uh, hey, you want to, you trying to go out, this, that, and the third, and she'll respond, "Hmm, I'll let you know. It is a solid no. She's trying to tell you no in a very nice way. Ladies, why the fuck do y'all do this? You could just tell me no. You don't got to, you got, you don't got to, Ponderate, ponder straight about like you trying to go. You know damn well that you don't want to go, and or you might be too busy to go. You don't. You can just tell me no. Like nah, I'm good. Not today. That's not gonna hurt my feelings. That is not gonna hurt my feelings. Let me say that because I know a lot of men have very brittle spirits. They cannot take rejection. They can't. They cannot. Totally off topic. Totally off topic. But 
Have y'all seen the new She-Hulk? Like, okay. First of all, let's get my nerd off real quick. Gotta gotta get it out. Gotta get it out. I'm a big nerd. Huge nerd. Love Marvel. Love Marvel movies. Love Marvel projects. Because a lot of the time they they they're they're pretty good. They're pretty good to watch. However, comma the consensus of this past Phase Four has been terrible. I can't remember if we're Phase if we're in Phase Four or Phase Five. Let's look it up. Phase Four Marvel. Okay, yeah, yeah, we're we're in phase four. We are currently in phase four. Okay, good, great. Phase four has been dubbed one of the worst phases of Marvel in Marvel history, right? Mainly because a lot of people think the storytelling is starting to become dry. They're not uh they're not clearing up certain pl- pl- plot lines plot lines. Yeah, they're not clearing up certain plot lines. And the biggest problem is they feel uh, some a majority of uh, people that follow these stories feel as though that these uh, most of the stories in phase four are in, are pandering. They're pandering to a certain audience. For example, uh, Miss Marvel was pandering to the uh, to the southern Asian audience. I think that's uh, I think that's South Asian. Don't quote me on that. Sometimes I don't know my geography. Yeah, Miss Marvel is pandering to the uh, to the what's to call it audience. Uh, Hawkeye was pandering to the women. WandaVision as well. Black Widow, Doctor Strange, and like most most of the, most of the movies have them fighting up fighting a white man who's over here trying to oppress a minority of of a of a population and this that and the third. So She Hulk. Is the latest installment of Oh Moon Knight? <laughs> yeah, She Hulk is the latest installment of this um of this phase. And when the first episode, I didn't, I've not watched. Let me preface this: I've not watched the first episode or any episodes of She Hulk. So take this with a grain of salt. When the first episode aired. Out the rip, people people are already like, hey, they're going crazy about it. Like, yo, um, this is possibly the worst Marvel TV show ever written because it's about her being a woman, and like, and like they had some joke about about her like always being able to control her emotions because women live in a society where they're constantly ogled and looked at, and if they don't watch their emotions, then that then obviously bad things can happen to them. I think that's true. I think I think women emotionally are better than men because they have to keep their emotions in check 24-7. Like being catcalled was one of the examples inside the show. Uh, as a woman, she can't lash out. And it's, it's, it's a kind of a, kind of a mental turmoil because like, hey, guy, fuck off. And then all of a sudden, these three, four guys, they pull up like, hey, the fuck you just say to us? Nah. And and dudes, and does who knows what if she's not protected. Obviously, she's just one person. She can't fight off a whole, she can't fight off four men. Four men. But now, 
now she's been gifted with this uh this type of power where she holds dominion over the over the uh societal pressures that she faced so now she being cat same situation she be she's being catcalled she has the ability to turn around and say the fuck you say to me and literally demolish all four of them putting the woman in the in the higher power than a man a lot of men have little fragile egos when it comes to this a man's ego is very fragile if you dare to challenge it, uh, okay, let me speak. Let me speak from my experience because I can't speak for everybody else. My ego is very fragile. I, I, I'm, I'm emotionally intelligent enough to say that I don't like my ego being challenged. And for me, like challenging my ego could be like taking a tab on a on like on like lunch or something. It can be. Um, accepting a like somebody like oh yeah let me give you a ride somewhere like a ride a ride nigga i'm not your bitch hold the fuck up no the fuck you not you not about to do that gang type stuff and again fragile egos man it is what it is so i think and this goes for the entire phase four. I think a lot of these stories are placeholders. Meaning when phase five kicks in and we're or, or towards other pieces towards the multiversal arc that we're currently in, that these plot lines will start to converge and or make more sense of why they were placed there. At least that's my hope. I have nothing to base that off of. But there's a lot of significant events that have happened in Phase 4 that are just too big to overlook. For example, the whole Spider-Man event about them leaking future villains. Uh, the the big-ass Celestial that's hanging outside the fucking planet Earth. Um, I think we, we got Agatha coming in, the, the next Doctor Strange, or maybe she's getting her own movie. I'm not exactly sure. But we have all that stuff. All it. So, for the people who are excited to watch She-Hulk and actually know the comic history, I feel like, I feel like with Marvel movies, you you have to go in, again, with a grain of salt. Like, you know, you know the comic history. You know where the plot lines that they're adapting is going. But you have to keep an open mind because the 616 universe and the Marvel universe are not the same universe. They are not. As as to, which which is also like a point of contention in the uh, in in the in the community that loves Marvel movies that is the is the timeline that the uh that the main Marvel cast are in is it the true 616 and it's not. It's been confirmed to be a whole different number. I don't know the number. Don't quote me cuz I'm not a big fan like that. But it's not the same universe. And that's exactly how you got to take it. All right. I just went on a whole fucking Marvel rant. Let's see where we at. Oh, fire. Fire. All right. Guys, you caked up with your girl, right? 
y'all 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 are loving each other's energy. Y'all laying on the bed. You got some vibes playing. You're on the TV, and next thing you know, you see this pretty ass actress, right? For the sake of the conversation, I'm gonna use Zendaya. You're watching Euphoria. Let's say that you're y'all are watching Euphoria, and you see Zendaya on the screen. She she's she's doing a scene. Again, you and your girl caked up. She looks up at you and goes, baby, <laughs> baby, am I as pretty as Zendaya? Now I got to look at this bitch and go, and I have, to, I, have to, I have to settle this mental battle off the rip. Because, bitch, you know goddamn well you're not fucking prettier than Zendaya. How the f- why the fuck would you ask me some dumbass shit like that? Now I got to look you in your goddamn face and lie to you. Oh, baby, of course. Of course. You're, you're totally prettier than Zendaya. She don't got nothing on you. How I feel nasty because I just told you that, it, that Zendaya, fucking tall queen of the earth. That you prettier than her. You not. Zendaya at least a 10. You by like a 7.5, baby. You got you to gotta keep in your standards. <laughs> you have to stay in your lane. Okay? Why do y'all do that, ladies? Ask, like, I'm, I, I'm asking for, for clarification. Why do y'all do that to us? Because I'll for that. It's for validation. That's what I feel like. And like she wouldn't let your girl wants to feel your girl wants to feel validated. Most women do. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But don't put me in a compromising situation. You go out and tell your friends, oh bitch, <laughs> I look just like Zendaya. Now your friends gotta be honest with you. Bitch, no the fuck you don't. No, who told you that? That nigga was lying. Keep it a buck. Keep it a buck. That's some nasty work that I just got off. That's some nasty. I'm so sorry, ladies. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but like it's true. Like if my girl looked up me, looked up at me, and asked me, "Am I prettier than Jesse Reyes?" Nope. Am I? That is a whole slew. Am I prettier than Jennifer Lopez? Hell no. Am I prettier than Doja Cat? That's that's tough. That's that's kind of tough because Doja Cat do kind of look like a rat without makeup. She kind of do look like a rat without makeup, and plus, she hate niggas. She 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 a cum warrior, a cum cricket. She hate niggas, bro. Which. Is mind-boggling to me because I realized, you know, that song that she got. Niggas ain't shit coming to your crib. Who? Who? Who ain't shit? Because last time I checked, you don't date niggas. So who are you talking about? You talking about these mayonnaise warriors? You talking about the iPhone brightness maximum setting? Cause it's, it's not niggas. You don't fuck with the. She don't fuck with the crew. 
nasty business. There was a thought I had the other day. And it, it echoed because I heard a comment about me. I heard a comment that says, uh, that in essence, the comment was that I, I, I'm a promiscuous boy. We already know this. And, but a lot of these, a lot of the girls that I talk to, they, they fuck with me. Even I, I do fucked up shit. I do fuck up shit. I'm not, I'm not going to, um, take that away. Sometimes I, I, sometimes I'm just a general fucking idiot. So, in disparity, in disparity, I think, now a girl said this to me, and I didn't understand what she meant. Now I'm thinking about it. I think I've, I think I finally, it finally clicked inside my head. Women like to use me as a form of escapism. Like, like they like the idea of me and what I would, what I would represent, but they not necessarily want to go all in. Because think about the idea. Again, again, listen to the idea, not the words. Think about it. You see this fairly, uh, slightly above average black male. He goes to the gym. He works out. He manages fine. He manages his own finances. Uh, he has his own place. He's charismatic, and what an ABC. But at, just just all those qualities. Keep those all all those qualities. That sounds nice on paper. Cool. But when you start to delve into who he is as a person, you start to see his flaws. Okay, he's a promiscuous male. He talks to multiple girls. Uh, he has a tendency to be uh to send mixed signals because i know that was my big thing i i send mixed signals like crazy um and and he's clingy as fuck well i'll just throw that i'm really i'm really on the mic laying out all my fucking flaws because of those flaws i'm not gonna date him but i like the idea of him i like the ideal of his arm because on paper this is a this is a this guy this is a guy this is a man and when people see me with him they're going to draft a certain opinion about about who i am like damn okay so she got she got her she got her a man's and okay I like to typically the age range of age ranges of the girl I've girls I've been recently dating go somewhere between twenty two to about twenty seven, and on the on the younger half, and that's that's if I'll like even talk to like a twenty one to nineteen year old. I can't date an eighteen year old because that's weird. That feels weird, like. You just got out of high school. And that makes me feel like a predator. Can't do that. They like the idea of like the younger the younger half of this, they've never experienced a man that has well most have. Most haven't. Let's let me say that. Most haven't experienced a man that has all those accolades and can do all those things. So when confronted by those things, obviously based off 
the little dating experience that they actually have, they have a general sense of what they want. And a lot of times women, I have this old joke. I said it like episodes ago, like episode 15 type shit that women look at men like buying cars that, okay, can I see myself in this? Will this get me to where I need to go? How many miles can I get on this car? And men look at women like, can I fuck it? Can I fuck it? Can I fuck it? Can I fuck it? Still rings true. Still rings true. Because women, y'all look, y'all look to make an investment. But sometimes, y'all also be looking for rentals until you get the next vehicle. I'm that rental. Because people like the idea of me, but they don't want to, they, they're not willing to dig deeper. I'm a, I'm a human. I'm flawed, as most are. Uh, but I think that's an interesting thought. Let me know. Y'all let me know what y'all think about it. All right, let's get into some music. Now, at the beginning of the pod, you heard a song by Kyle called The Sun. Starting this episode, we will be breaking down the seven albums that got me through quarantine. All these albums had a significant point and period during my quarantine session and they've brought me a level of joy that cannot be verbally explained but we're going to try to do so um the first we're going in order so from seven going all the way up to one so the seventh album on the albums that got me through quarantine is Kyle's See You When I'm Famous. Hold up. Let me pull it up real quick. See you. See you again. It came up. Okay, there we go. Kyle, See You When I'm Famous. It is a 12-track song. Lasts about 37 minutes. And the whole moral of the song is... That when Kyle was younger, when he was in high school, there's a lot of stuff that he wanted to do. Um, Starting out, he had a dream. I think he, don't quote me on this, but I think he had a dream to be a rapper. But obviously, being in the hip-hop industry is a lot of work. And once you can do it successfully, it can reap immeasurable benefits. So then, on his college yearbook, Kyle wrote, See You When I'm Famous. Because that's that was his affirmation that like the next time that y'all see me, I, I'm going to be him. Um, some notable tracks is "Girls" by Rico Nasty, "Yes" by Rich the Kid, and I think the actual song "See You When I'm Famous" featuring Too Short. Those are my favorite tracks out of this whole album, but. Looking at the album, it, ha- it does have some like certain hidden gems. Um, and basically, it goes on to teach this. This is Kyle's second studio album, by the way. It goes on to teach you the importance of uh, knowing your dream, knowing your vision, knowing why you were placed on this earth. And with all, with all uncertainty, going to chase that thing at 110%. So, some of my favorite songs... Let's, I'm gonna play a snippet of "Forget" by Ian Dior with Kyle. 
featuring Trippy Red and Ian Dior. So it goes. Kind of weird, right? And then watch the beat drop. Very much fitting into the whole theme of uh, Trippy Red's rock hip hop type vibe, and it's it's a good song in my opinion. So, if you need an album to check out this past week, definitely check out Kyle. See you when I'm famous. On a scale from one to ten, I give it a solid seven point five because based off his past project before this one, uh, Light of Mine, it I definitely felt like it lacked it lacked a little substance. But that's just me, though. All right, guys, I think we're about wrapped up here. If you're watching us on the streaming platforms or listening to us on the streaming platforms, go ahead and give us a full five-star rate and review what that does. It helps us move up in the algorithm. It helps us get discovered by more people who may never heard of us before. And... If you want to support the boys, go ahead and join our Patreon. On the Patreon, we speak free of the lip without regards. Oh, words beating my ass. Without reservation or regard for what the fuck we have to say. We speak without without holding our tongue. So go ahead, do that. That's the best quality content that you can receive from us. And again, as always, guys, I am Poetic Justice, here as humbly as I can. And remember to keep them thoughts out your bed and keep them in your mind. Tams, go ahead, take us out, baby. You would die. No, you come.
Yeah. 